you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how seldom they actually do. Isn't that a great quote? Eleanor Roosevelt said that, and I've gone all over the board with thinking about how this works. I've gone through phases of worrying a lot, not worrying a lot, trying to act like I don't care, um, trying to dissect why they care and all this stuff. I've gone through all of the phases, and I want to talk a little bit more about that today. Hey friends, welcome to Badass Midlife, the podcast to help you reboot your mindset, challenge those limiting thoughts and beliefs, and give you inspiration to do midlife like a badass. We'll share stories that will inspire you and real life tips that are perfect for where you are now. Enjoy the show. Okay guys, I really, I really want to believe this. I really want to believe that people are not thinking about what we're doing that much. And oh my gosh, all the freedom I would have if I could just believe that. And so today I want to talk a little bit about this roller coaster around are people actually concerned or worried or gossiping, let's say, about what you're doing. So that's three different things. Okay, so concerned I do feel like there's people in your life that if you're taking a a new direction or trying something new or maybe it's a little bit drastic or maybe it's a little bit out of character I do believe there are people that are concerned right I think that concerned or worried that's kind of normal and I think it comes from the people that actually do care about you If they are actually uh, worried about your well-being, well, of course, they're going to worry about what you're doing. And from that place of fear, they're going to give their opinion and it is going to weigh on you. This happens a lot in my family. Um, We're all super close. And so whenever there's some kind of drastic statement about something new we want to try or go do or just anything new, you know, we kind of all get into that caution mode. Why? Because people really want others that they care about to feel good, to feel safe and secure. And then anything new comes with that element of risk. And so concern is, I kind of understand that one. Um, but gossiping is the one that gets me. And I, when I say gossiping, I just mean the thought that other people are talking about what you're doing in a critical way you have this sense, at least I do sometimes, that when you're doing something, there are these um, little groups of women having coffee or lunch, and they're just sitting there talking about what you're doing. And in your mind, you're like, look, people might say that this is crazy. And then you have to catch yourself and think, is that really what they're going to spend their lunch time doing? Is that really what they're going to spend this precious time they have with their best friend having coffee talking about my stupid ass? Is that really what they're doing? But then it's like, yes, because you know that people have. I know that in my past, I know there have been times where I've tried something and just really tried to not think about or um, even really worry about anyone else's opinion. So much so that I keep it really quiet 
And then someone will come around and say, oh, so-and-so said that you um, might be doing this new diet. And then I'm like, mm, I wonder what the context of that was. Was it like, oh, Mary's doing this new diet. Uh, I think that's very interesting. Well, of course it wasn't like that. You know, in your mind, you're like, oh, I bet that was a whole thing. Well, why hasn't she tried that before? She's got a few extra pounds. She's had it for a while. Or why this diet? Or uh, what does she think that's going to do? Like, I don't know. In my mind, I just have this whole dialogue of people thinking thoughts, you know, about about anything that's different that you do. So as I've gotten older, I think it's gotten better. Um, this is the whole midlife wisdom that comes that I talk about a lot, which is you start to get really comfortable in your own skin. And with that just comes a little bit of this feeling of I don't give a shit. I just don't give a shit. I'm going to do this. I feel it in my bones that this is something I want to try because I enjoy it. It really seems to do something for me and I'm going to do it. And so that that's the truth that actually does happen. But what I've also noticed lately is that I'm trying to do a lot of new stuff. Okay. So this podcast is new. Um, you know, I've taken up writing. That's kind of new. Um, and I haven't been doing it for a super long time. So I'm sure there are going to be some bumps in the road. And believe me, it was not easy to pull the trigger and just start knowing that I was going to make a ton of mistakes. There's just going to be mistakes. Things are going to go on on this podcast that people that are really great podcasters are going to say, oh, she didn't do that whatever thing with the sound or you know, that should have been mixed better with her uh, intro clip or whatever. There's just so, there's so much I don't know. And I just have to learn as I go. When I get great feedback from people I love and care about, I think that's useful. But I knew that I was gonna have critics, right? I just knew that that was going to be a reality whether it was my writing, whether it was this podcast, whether just the idea of doing a lot of stuff publicly, you just kind of expect that that's going to happen. And I really have had to put that concern on the back burner. But I've also had to weigh it with, is it actually happening though? Is it actually happening in that whole coffee shop lunch scenario the way that I think? And how much time did I waste thinking or worrying about what that was going to be like in those moments when I wanted to do something new. So I want you to think a little bit about things in your life that you may have kind of took a stand on. And in your mind, you're taking this big stand, right? Because it's as if you are arguing with somebody about taking the stand. You know, you catch yourself saying, I don't care. I'm, I'm just not going to go there every week. Okay, so good for you. Don't go there. Who are you mad at right now? And so to me, that's just all of that insecurity and that and that thought bubbling up of, yeah, people are going to say something. And uh, right now, I'm just going to get really super defensive about it. Nobody really is. They really aren't. But I go back and forth with this too. And so anyway, lately trying this new stuff, I know that it's it's kind of being vulnerable in the sense that 
okay, I'm going to make some mistakes. That's not easy. I'm not really that person. I know I don't like to try new things until I'm good at it, you know, in public. So like, I'm never going to go skating, for example, until I know how to skate. So I'd have to skate in private and make sure that I'm good at it because I can't possibly be one of those people that are, you know, in public learning how to skate. That's how I am. So doing all this stuff and just putting it out there without knowing that I'm doing it right is, it's hard, you know. But I want to encourage you to take this little journey with me today because I did want to talk about, first of all, the reality of it. Um, And then also, yeah, maybe there's going to be those times that it is happening. And how should you feel about that? And what is actually happening? So one thought about it that I had is at at some point in your life, in midlife especially, what you like and what you want should matter. And duh, I think there's a lot of us out there that don't really put enough of a focus on what we like and what we want to do, or we've just put stuff that we like and want to do on the back burner, or because we're in a different life situation right now, we don't have a lot of extra time, a lot of extra money to do the things we like to do. So again, what you want and what you want to try and what is inspiring you to do something that needs to count for something so let it count and do your best to really think of the mantra think of the quote from Eleanor Roosevelt because if you could just really accept that people are not really thinking about you and what you're doing you'll be able to open that door a little bit better The problem is we have a lot of stereotypes around what we should do at the age we are at and we have we create doubts around that now a lot of conversation that we have is with ourselves is that we're too old that it's too late why didn't we try that sooner these are this is what the committee that imaginary uh, circle of women having lunch this is what they're saying but it's not happening Imagine that it's just not happening or that it's not happening nearly as much as you think. But it's important in this life that the things that really speak to you that kind of pop into your soul and you're like, that's really interesting. I want to try that. You should just go try it. You should just go try it because honestly, we've put a lot of the things that we want to do for all those reasons I mentioned on the back burner and it's just time. And it should matter. So that's the first piece. Second part is, yeah, you're getting older. So if not now, when? If not now, when? What are we actually waiting for? Again, in my case, usually I'm waiting for some master class in whatever the thing is and I have to graduate from it before I will even attempt to publicly dip my toe into the water that shit is over you're gonna mess up if you want to do something online or you want to take a little video of yourself doing something whatever it is that you want to do that you have a little bit of fear around what exactly are you waiting for 
it's gonna likely not be perfect and that's okay but if you wait for it to be perfect what what's going to happen you know we don't all know how much time we have left in the writing of the book I'm writing a book and I wrote a line and it really kind of shook me to my core and it was that I've likely lived more life than I have left and then I thought I'm 55 I'm more than likely to have already lived more than half I've lived more than half that's kind of scary so if not now when if you think that you are going to have there's going to be some better time in the future to pursue that or to take that little shot or to take that risk there isn't there isn't going to be a better time and why should you wait today you have the ability you don't know if tomorrow something's going to happen god forbid where you're not going to be able to do it today you have the desire what if that fades away and then what if that's one of those things that you think later down the road i should have done it when i felt it because I don't really feel it that much anymore, but imagine if I would have done it, I would have had that legacy. I would have had that little part of me that tried to do something that someday, you know, after I'm dead, (laughs) my kids and grandkids will see that, yeah, I took some shots. I took some chances. I took some risks. I did some stuff that kind of lit a fire in me. What's so bad about that? I always talk to about how kids... If you have kids, they really do want you to do things that you love. They don't want you to just obsess about what they're doing. Mine are pretty much grown. My youngest is 22. But in my mind, I still have a lot of brain space taking up, you know, what she's got going on. And I mean, eventually that'll get less and less. But still, even with my oldest, they're on my mind. And then... One of them's married and one of them's just getting ready to start a new job. Like there's always things. But they really do want you to do something that you enjoy. Just like we want to see that in them. We want them to be happy so much that it just consumes our whole being when they're unhappy. You just can't help it. Well, really it's the same. The tables are not much different. They're, you know, when you turn them, you know. They want you to be happy as well. And so don't put it off. Don't think that there's going to be time later. That eerie little thing I said about having lived more than you likely got, than you likely have left is, it's just, I don't know, kind of shook me to my core. I had to mark out likely because it's like, what do you mean likely? How, how old do you think you're going to be? 110? Like that's not happening. So if not now, when? The other thing around thinking about what people think is that maybe they aren't like you in the sense that they are risk takers. Maybe they are people that play it safe. They are people that follow the rules. And so therefore, when you're trying something new, they just don't understand. They don't understand. To them, it's like, whoa. Um, you are supposed to be doing A, B, and C. What are you doing over here going in circles? They just don't get it. And it's not that they're necessarily being bad or um, discouraging just because they don't like you or trying to destroy your dreams. They're not trying to do that. 
They just aren't the same. And I guess in that case, if I really have to look at some of the criticism, that is something to consider. Maybe they have something to say because down inside, they're just, they don't connect with the idea of taking risks and kind of um, deviating from a life plan. So if it looks like you've been going along, kind of living a quote unquote normal life plan, and then all of a sudden you want to try something new because it's like, I mean, hey, why not? I kind of like doing this. This is kind of fun. What's the, what's the harm? There are people that never, ever get that feeling. They just don't get it. As in it doesn't light them up inside. And so they don't know it when they see it. So when you have it, for them, it isn't that they're trying to cut you down. It's just that they don't understand. So they're just not like you. So if that's happening, consider that too. There's a lot of times there is something that's going to be said, right? And then you have to think, wait, is this one of those times that someone is concerned? Is it that they really care so much that they are afraid that something is going to happen that's going to somehow hurt me? Or is it just honestly that they don't understand? They're not like that. They don't go off the beaten path. Or... There's always the option that they are just haters. So there is that little segment of people that actually want to just talk and gossip and throw rocks. Then they just want to do that. And that is going to happen. But in our minds, we think that that's like what's happening most of the time. And it's not. It's just a small, small number of people that actually have something to say that's negative or want to talk about things that you do. Regret sucks big time. And I've noticed that even just now, just in my 50s, there have been things that I look back and think, wow, I should have done that. Because honestly, even though not everything is a case of being too old to do some kind of some things kind of are and the ship has kind of sailed you know and I hate that feeling I hate that feeling so much and the older that we get the less we're going to like thinking back and saying I should have done that because again we realize that we're thinking it in the moment we realize that we're thinking should I do this it would be one thing if we look, if we go to five years from now and we're like, oh man, I never even thought about trying that. But we are thinking it right now. If you have that little spark in you and it's thinking to do it again, if not now, when? Don't think that people are actually talking about you doing it. And if they are, look at them and say, do you care? Is it because you love me and you're worried? Is it that you are just not like this and so you don't understand so it's a little just confusing but okay or are they just one of those nasty gossipers either way there's going to be something in you that I don't want anybody to feel and I don't want to feel it anymore and that is that you will be sorry that you didn't do it the negative Nancy's in your life Um, I think 
that's going to be the people that you are thinking about that take up a giant part of the population of critics, right? It's always those loud few that seep into our brain and their voice just amplifies as if it's hundreds of people. And really it's a person that has said a thing that somehow you have unfolded into sounding like a choir of people. A lot of times in coaching, I will ask people when they have a sense of, I just couldn't really do that. And then we go deeper and I say, why? Why couldn't you do that? Well, because it seems like, what are you thinking? It seems like, what are you thinking? Who's saying, what are you thinking? And they have to answer kind of the question about whose voice is that? Whose voice is saying, what are you thinking? And then you go even a little bit deeper. Well, that's, that's my mom or that's this friend of mine who is always just right on deck, ready to be a critic. Whoever it is in that, in that moment when you're trying to identify what is it that is the roadblock? What is the conversation that you're hearing? Who is it? Because identifying who it is is going to change how you react to it. I remember actually being coached and I had just this really difficult time with sales, you know, and I was, I was trying to like, think, how on earth do you, do you charge someone to talk, um, you know, to a life coach, as I'm talking to a life coach, but I thought, I just had this hang up about charging people things and selling, it's never been my strong suit, honestly. And so I was talking to a coach about it. And I said, I just keep hearing this, this in my my head like what are you doing what what do you think you're doing and in my mind I thought it was a really negative um it was a negative tone in in my mind I thought it was somebody questioning me and who could that really be and so when I was asked the question who is that I started crying and I said I it's my dad and he said, why is it your dad? Like, what is, what is he thinking? And I said, he's not, he's not saying it bad. He's not saying it critically. He's saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, in a happy way. This is cool. And it's true because my dad was always that person that was down for anything new we were going to try. He just for someone that just came from another country and just like landed and just started doing and trying and working he was fearless about trying new things and he could get so excited about a new idea if one of us were were excited about something new he was excited he's like let's do it let's go and so the voice I thought I was hearing, which is, what are you doing in the sense you can't do that, was, what are you doing? Like, this is exciting. 
just get ready. Be prepared. Preparation is everything. Get your ducks in a row. That's what was happening. And it was so odd because in my mind, I never, ever thought that it was him. I thought it was my critics. But really, I had to think. I had Somebody had to dig that out of me so that I could get past it. And sometimes that's what happens to us. We're thinking that there are people asking things and doing things, and we need to identify who it is because it's not always in the negative way that we think. And in those rare instances that it is something negative, this is the time that we have to tap into the idea that how much longer do you think you have? Who cares? They're not brave. They're not risk takers. Um, they might be envious. They look at what you're trying and, and maybe they're thinking as it as something that makes them feel insecure about their ability to just take chances. I've heard many times from people in my life, from girlfriends and people in my circle, like they feel like they wish they could have done something that whatever, something I was doing. And it's like, what do you mean you wish you could have done it? What do you mean you wish you could do it? Go do it. You can do it. Or if they just compliment you or say something in a way that's like, wow, I just think it's so cool that you're doing it. And it, you just feel like saying, I, I, I think you're really cool. And so why aren't you doing something? We, you know, you're just afraid to respond in some way. But the point is, negative people are loud. And they're the ones that kind of plant that soundtrack in your head. And it kind of becomes what you hear. And it's the thing that makes you question the things that you do. But just remember that those people are few and far between. It's not the masses. It's just one or two loud people that have been able to creep into your psyche and say things that can be hurtful or that can make you question what you're doing. The point of the matter is, it's mostly not that. And so don't let any of those thoughts of people talking about you stop you. Or wor people worrying about what you're doing, don't let that stop you. Because most of the time, they're not really even thinking about you, A. And B, if they are, maybe they're just concerned and maybe you should address it so that you can get the negative spin off of it. Maybe they're just concerned. Or maybe they're just not like you, like I said. They're just not risk takers. Maybe they just don't understand. Either way, those things are not evil intent. There's just a sliver of those out there that are in your sphere that actually have some kind of negative intent around making you feel like what you're doing is not normal. And if those people are in your circle of people, that's really not good. Those are people we need to get rid of slowly but surely. I've had to distance myself from people that have really enjoyed spending a lot of their life having this negative cyclone misery loves company conversation. Can't do that. 
I can't do that. I take a lot of stuff on. So if people are talking uh, and it's getting really negative, like I really take it on. And I just feel like cortisol just starting to pump through my my body. And it's just not, that's not good. So I've had to slowly distance myself from that. So little by little, as you get older, here we go. We're wise. Uh, We are getting more comfortable in our skin. How much time do you have left? How much do you actually think you have left? What, another 55 years if you're my age? No way. It's not to be morbid. It's just to say, what are you waiting for? Do something. Take a chance. Have some fun. Put it out there. And then you actually realize that people aren't out there worrying about you. And that's what I've learned. And even if there is some professional... Uh, recording star out there saying wow she sucks at podcasts well I mean I just started so it's okay at least I'm trying and I know my writing has come a long way even just since I started a little while back it's gotten better and I love it I love to look back and see how much it's improved and I'm going to look back a year from now at this podcast and go wow that sucked but that's okay. I'm not going to go delete the old episodes that weren't perfect. I'm just going to leave them there because that's my story. That's my journey. I want my kids. I want people to see that. Yeah. You, if I, let's say I end up getting like, um, super successful because of something that happened, right? There's going to be those people that say, Oh, must be nice. Well, what do you mean? Must be nice. Like, look at this road I took. Look at all this work I did, you know? And you you get that a lot too, where they just don't know the journey. They think it just happened overnight. So part of you trying, falling, stumbling, that's your journey. And that's all part of getting there. So anyway, again, just want to remind you of the quote, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how seldom they do. They're not out there worrying about you, sis. So just go do what you love. Know you're going to make a few mistakes. And it's all going to be good. Have a great day.